Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. A lot to get into. I feel like there's a huge story out there in the Ohio State football world that really isn't being talked about much. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit kind of threw it out there that uh, Ryan Day um, is probably going to relinquish play calling duties. Now, part of me is like, I'll believe that when I see it, if we're talking about him completely relinquishing play calling duties. But Brian Hartline was promoted to offensive coordinator. Um Patrick, how much control of the offense do you expect Brian Hartline will have? Really good question. Uh, one that I hope to get uh, more clarity on here in the future. Look, I think Kirk Herbstreet made the comments, and I, I think it was probably a little surprising, um, especially at first. But I think if you really think about it, this makes sense to happen at some point. It's already a lot to ask a college football head coach to to handle that side of things. But then you throw in kind of everything that the modern day college football head coach has to do. And that's, I'm talking about balancing this NIL stuff and transfer portal. You know, you're constantly re-recruiting guys and obviously position coaches and whatnot help with that. But there's just a lot more on an already pretty, pretty full plate for these head coaches. And so, you know, it was not a surprise to me that Ryan Day wanted to continue to call plays when he took over for Urban Meyer. That's what he's best at. And so I think as he progresses as a head coach, this was a natural step at some point. It was just kind of a matter of when he might consider relinquishing it. And given what we've heard publicly from him privately, uh, when, when you and I sat down with him, I think it was before the 2021 season, you can tell that there's just a lot on, on his plate, on his mind, um, the pressure of being a, the Ohio State football coach. So I'm not surprised that this is something that he's considering I think that you need to make sure if you're Ryan Day that you get this right because 
that's what has been Ohio State football and what's made the Buckeyes as successful as they've been the last several years under him is his ability to run this offense. And whether they've had good defenses or not, they're not getting to college football playoffs, winning Big Ten championships, that type of thing, without the offense that he's had and the way he's run it. So if you're going to move on, and, and obviously Brian, Ryan Day will still have a, a major say in what the offense is, but if he's going to kind of take a, a bigger picture step, uh, then you need to make sure that the next man calling plays be that Brian Hartline, who obviously was just promoted to offensive coordinator or whoever it may be is, is ready for that responsibility because it's more than just, you know, scrolling through the video game list of plays and, and clicking the button when you're actually doing it in, in the press box, especially in, in the heat of a, a close game where, where you got to get those play calls, right. Right. So it's a big, uh, it's a big deal. And, and, you know, I think it, it obviously Ryan day isn't going to just hand this over without, considering all of these things I, I trust that, that this is something he will have given a lot of thought to and is probably still giving a lot of thought to but it is a big decision for Ohio State this offseason if he if he really is going to give up play call yeah as you mentioned I can't wait to talk to coach day about this and and drill down more on this um you know I'm curious how much he'll talk about it but now that it's out there from Herbie um I imagine he'll he'll talk a good amount about it but we haven't talked to him since after the Peach Bowl literally right after the Peach Bowl was the last time he's had a press conference. They've been out recruiting, um, probably getting some well, you know, <laughs> well-deserved rest. As you mentioned, all the stuff you have to deal with. It's always been a pressure cooker being the head coach at Ohio State. Now you add in everything that you talked about, NIL, transfer portal, moving up signing day, which I know that's nothing yeah. new, but still relatively new. Everything that's going on, um, I, you know, the transfer portal, it's not just kids can transfer. So they can transfer, obviously, without sitting out. They don't need the university. It's just crazy how much things have changed in a short period of time. He had to, he had to uh, navigate the COVID situation, which I thought he did well. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so I can't wait to talk to him about it. Like, so when do you think we're going to get a chance? I know you're spitballing here. I'm asking you to be Jerry Emig. When do you think we're going to get a chance to talk to Ryan Day, and how much do you think he'll uh, talk about it? Yeah, well, I've brought this up to Jerry a couple times now. I asked him, he's been in a couple of the basketball um, availabilities or, or games, and I mentioned to him, I think it was a few days after the the Peach Bowl, you know, are we going to have some sort of wrap-up? Um, and he said he'd look into it and, and then followed up later with, he probably didn't think it was going to be for at least a little while. I saw him at the Buckeye game over the weekend and again asked, you know, are we getting any closer to a press conference? And he, he said, you know, at the very least, it sounds like maybe signing day in February, um, which really isn't that far off at this point. Right. And it doesn't sound like the Buckeyes will have too much in, in the way of recruiting to discuss that day. I was going to say, they're going to sign zero guys on signing day, but maybe we'll get the press conference. <laughs> right, right. So it sounds like we'll at least get something then. I have to imagine we'll get Ryan Day. But yeah, I, the next time he speaks publicly to the media – this is certainly going to be something he's going to be asked about. And, and he has to be ready for that, obviously. Um, you know, when they announced the promotion to Brian Hartline, to offensive coordinator, and, and some of the other changes on, on the offensive staff, it did not mention anything about play calling, which I think was notable. So Brian Day's certainly going to get asked. He's, he's going to have to be ready for it. I assume he will be ready for it. But yeah, I, I am looking forward to hearing kind of his thought process at, at this point. And I don't see any reason why you wouldn't talk about it if you're Ryan Day. Um, I mean, unless you're still really mulling it over, but it seems like something you would like to kind of get out of the way at this point in the offseason, even if it is just, yeah, we're thinking about it, and, and this is kind of what I'm thinking about. 
Um, so it's not something that's just getting asked throughout spring practice. And, you know, we're going to have enough to talk about with, with everything that, that they have to do this offseason, that kind of getting this out of the way in, in terms of the thought process, I think would be good early rather than letting it just kind of linger as a question throughout the offseason. Yeah, if Herbie didn't hadn't put it out there that Ryan was strongly considering, and he might have even gone further than that. I actually went back and looked at the exact quote. It was it wasn't like definitive, but it was pretty close, if I remember correctly. Correctly, uh, the commenters can correct me if I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It was basically like he's 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 probably going to give up play calling. Um, now, if he hadn't said that and Brian Hartline got promoted to the offensive coordinator, I would have been convinced that Ryan Day still had been the play caller. I wouldn't have even thought twice about it because that's that's who he is. That's what he's known as. But I give him credit because the best head coaches are really CEOs. You know, they have an offensive coordinator. They have a defensive coordinator. Yeah, they're going to be heavily involved in one of the two, but it seems like the best coaches are CEOs, Nick Saban being the GOAT. Um, we might not like him. I mean, I don't have a personal have a problem with him, but you know, some of our uh, commenters might not like Nick Saban, but there's no question he's the GOAT and he's a CEO. So, yeah, man, I don't know. It, I, again, I kind of come back to I'll believe it when I see it that Ryan Day is going to be completely hands off. Well, hands off is the wrong way. Obviously, he's going to be involved. I'll believe it when I see it that Ryan Day is not actually calling plays. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I Like I said, I expected this to happen at some point. I think the it, it, it's just weird timing given you just lost Kevin Wilson, who is going to be the head coach at Tulsa. He's a guy who obviously has experience doing that, both as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach. And now you're, I don't want to say stuck with, but uh, you're, you're the remaining guys on your staff that could call plays. Justin Fry and Brian Hartline are two guys that haven't called plays before. Justin Fry was an offensive coordinator at UCLA, but he wasn't the one calling the plays. So it, it is an interesting time. And maybe this is something Ryan Day was thinking about with the, you know, if, if this has been a, something he's been thinking about for a while, thinking, okay, well, Kevin Wilson's right there, not thinking that he was going to take a head coaching job. So maybe that changes it for another year or so as, as Brian Hartley kind of gets his feet wet and Ryan Day continues to call plays through 2023. Look, I think he showed in the the, the bowl, or in the uh, college football playoff game, it's still there. You know, when, when Ryan Day is, uh, is loose and, and, you know, we get the kind of Ryan Day we saw early on in his, when he was the offensive coordinator in his first couple of years as head coach, He's still one of the best in the business at doing it. Now, you know, we can criticize him getting tight in in some of these games this year, the Michigan game in particular. But when when Ryan Day's at his best, this offense is is at its best. And so, again, as I said before, I I just think you have to be careful. You don't want to lose that side of things, especially as you're still continuing to develop on the defensive side. You still need this offense to continue to be elite. I didn't mention in the timing of it, you're also losing your quarterback. You're losing your two tackles. Uh, so your center, yeah. So yeah. having an experienced play caller may be the best thing this year, and, and maybe you do this in in next off season transition a little bit more when you have more experience coming back and, and a guy who's been in the role in Brian Hartline for a year. So I don't know. Again, this is just all things that I think Brian Day will really have to consider before making a, a decision on this. Be nice if we could hear from the horse's mouth. Coach Day, if you're watching, I know you're a loyal uh, viewer. You're a, you can come on anytime. You know you have the open invitation to join us here on the Bucknuts Morning 5, and we can hear it straight from Coach Day. But seriously, like, uh, really looking forward to finally getting a chance to talk to him about that and really drilling down on how he's going to split up those duties. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see what he says about that. You mentioned Kevin Wilson moving on. 
seemed inevitable he was going to get a head coaching gig again. Now he's at Tulsa. Um, they promoted, of course, Keenan Bailey, who had been at Ohio State for seven years. This will be his eighth year. Um, had been there a while. And um, for those that don't know about him, I mean, everybody talks very highly of Keenan Bailey. Um, I have heard some people say his day promoting from within too much. Keenan Bailey now going from quality control coach to tight ends coach. Parker Fleming a couple years ago going from quality control coach to special teams coach. Corey Dennis a few years ago, quarterbacks coach. That one's working out pretty damn well, by the way, including in recruiting. Um, but he went outside the program and got Knowles, Eliano, and Walton. I mean, where do you come down on that? Get, tell the fans a little bit about Keenan Bailey and if you like that promotion. And what do you think about Day's propensity, uh, so to speak, to promote from within, including Heartline? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I think when you when you make a hiring, whether it's a promotion or – hiring from outside that there's always some inherent risk in it. Right. And you look at a, You mentioned Nick Saban earlier. You look at him. He has always said, I'm going to go and I'm going to go get the best guy. You know, Bill O'Brien was his offensive coordinator the last couple of years. Bill O'Brien has been a head coach at both the college and uh, well, in the college level, he's also coached in the NFL. Uh, that's been the way Nick Saban's done it. Obviously it's worked well there, but there are examples of other programs that have tried to do that. And it, it hasn't worked. So I, I think there's no right answer here in terms of who you want to promote. I think when you promote from within, it's guys that you know and you work with on a daily basis. So you, you have a good feel. Um, does it always work out? No. Uh, I think even a, I think you could even qualify like bringing Kerry Combs back as almost a promotion. Obviously, he wasn't there, but he'd been in the program and, and came back in a bigger role after a couple of years. When, when it comes to Keenan Bailey, everything I've heard about him, and this goes back to before any of this, you know, was, was happening with the tight ends coach position has been great. Mm -hmm. We talked to CJ Stroud at the Heisman Trophy presentation about Keenan Bailey, and he talked about how he, he has – his office was what the Buckeyes called – I think it was the cave because it's he keeps it dark in there, and they would go in there after hours a lot of times and watch film. Keenan Bailey's a guy who helps offensively break down a lot of stuff with the players individually – works with guys at various positions on things. So we've heard nothing but positive things about Keenan Bailey during his time as a GA. Um, you talk to recruits when they're on campus. He's a guy that, that, that kids can really connect with as well. So I think he's going to have success on the recruiting trail. We won't know for sure until we see what happens on the field. And, and obviously the tight ends position isn't one that, that Ohio State features, though they obviously did more this year. But – by all accounts, this sounds like a good promotion and a guy who is going to continue to move up in the coaching ranks, be it at Ohio State or elsewhere. So I think this one makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I understand the argument of why not going out and getting the best guy every time you can. But uh, Ryan Day's shown he likes to do a little bit of both when it comes to, to filling out his staff. All right, let's switch gears and uh, look at some personnel for the uh, 2023 season. That was a good discussion about um, – coaching responsibilities I, I maybe uh we'll drill down on that even further on a, a later episode of the show but let's get into 2023 um when victor cutler transferred from uh louisiana monroe the offensive lineman i was thinking okay maybe matt jones will move to center and this kid will go and guard or at least compete it's not for sure that he'll start um now there's a lot of talk out there that justin fry might have promised him that he's going to be the center at Ohio state or maybe not promise, but says, you know, it's more likely than not that he'll be the starting center. What are you hearing about Victor Cutler? He's six, three, three Oh five. So that's, that's a, about center size there. I know he played left tackle last year for Louisiana Monroe. He's not going to play left tackle for the Buckeyes, but um, what are you hearing about that? You think he's going to play center? 
I think that is is the position from from what we heard from what Bill Kerlick, who who wrote about this when he first committed to the Buckeyes, that was what the discussion was with Justin Fry was that 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 would be the primary position. I think they will look at him potentially at any of the interior offensive line positions because he has experience playing different positions, as you mentioned, tackle, center, uh, both tackle positions actually at Louisiana Monroe. But I think center is is where Cutler looks to end up based on what the Buckeyes project with him. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be the center starting for Ohio State this year, um, you know, week one against Indiana. I think, and I wrote about this over the weekend from, from everything I've heard and from, from watching, you know, looking at where this, this guy came from, there's going to need to be some development to jump from the Sun Belt to the Big Ten. And he played really well at left tackle against both Alabama and Texas last year, but he also wasn't an all Sun Belt player because he wasn't consistent. And so you, you're going to need to be on that Alabama-Texas level more often than not, even though you're playing a slightly different position if you're Victor Cutler than you were in, in some of those other games, I think you're going to have to develop that consistency and do it at a, a Big Ten level if you're going to be a starting offensive lineman for Ohio State. What I do think is that it adds more depth to an offensive line group that obviously just lost three players and isn't overly deep anyway. Um, it gives you a guy, as I mentioned, who could play – Probably any of those, any probably step in and practice at any of those positions on the offensive line if they needed him to, and that it doesn't inhibit you from after spring practice when you've evaluated what you've got now going into the transfer portal when it opens again in May and, and still trying to find a tackle, um, or maybe if you still feel like you need a center or another interior offensive lineman, uh, still going out and looking for that. So, is this the guy who is going to step in and, and provide an immediate impact for Ohio State in the offensive line? I don't believe so, but that doesn't mean he's got two years of eligibility. That doesn't mean he can't develop into someone. But to answer your initial question, yeah, I think center is where they are projecting him to be, whether that is, you know, he takes steps and he's ready to go in 2023 or, or perhaps down the road in 2024. Let's close the show by burying the lead. I mean, we're going to talk about all offseason. I wanted to talk about the coaching stuff because there hasn't been enough talk about that, um, frankly. Um, since the season ended and, and Heartland was promoted. But obviously the story of the offseason is going to be who's going to be the quarterback. We're going to be talking about it. And um, as I keep saying on the show, and I know you know this, one thing we know for sure is Ryan Day is not going to tell us in spring. He's not going to tell us who's the leader after spring. He's not going to tell us who the leader is going into camp. Maybe by you know two weeks going into the season, then he'll finally name a starter. I keep mentioning the Justin Fields example. Even in 2019, when it was Chugs and Gunnar Hoke against uh, you know, Justin Fields, they didn't name a starter. He said it was an open competition until about two weeks before the opener. We all knew that was BS, but um, same thing with CJ Stroud. He didn't announce it till pretty late with CJ. So I don't think we're going to know. My question for you, sir, um, how close do you think this competition is heading into spring? And do you feel like this is McCord's job or do you think uh, Devin Brown can win it? I think it's as open of a competition. I said this on, on the Bucknuts happy hour the other day. I think it's as open of a competition since – JT Barrett and Cardell Jones in 2015. And, uh, you know, I, I think you've seen these other competitions you mentioned, but we, we always knew or, or had, you know, insight that, Hey, one guy started, was ahead. One guy's pulled ahead. I mean, even Haskins Burrow though, well, Haskins yeah, Burrow was really close in spring. Well, the, the difference I think there is that he made the call, you know, Joe made the call to leave because right. he read the, read the writing on the wall. And I don't think that that will be the case here. 
Also, right. the injury to Joe, right. the way Dwayne played in the Michigan game, um, I, that's probably the next closest. But Cardell JT to me was, you know, a real quarterback competition. We didn't know even going to that first game against Virginia Tech. The the no one was sure who was going to be the starter. So I think it's going to be closer to to those two as opposed to what we've seen recently. Look, Kyle McCord, very talented passer, can move around in the pocket. Devin Brown, maybe not as polished of a passer, is more mobile. And, and so, you know, from, from what I've heard, if everything, I've said this before, if everything is equal in, or close to equal, I think that, that you could see Ohio State lean towards the more mobile guy because they have realized that that is a valuable part of the offense. But Devin Brown still would have to beat out Kyle McCord and vice versa. I, I, I really do think, you know, maybe it's not neck and neck because Kyle McCord obviously has a bit more experience heading into spring, but I think it's pretty close. And, you know, I think everything these guys do is, as they've said before, is going to be evaluated throughout, you know, not even, not even just spring practice, winter workouts. I mean, just your daily situations at the Woody. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting quarterback competition and, and not one of these where, yeah, we cover it pretty intensely because everyone wants to talk about the quarterback, but we always knew Justin Fields was going to get it. We were pretty sure CJ Stroud was going to get it. This one, I don't, I don't think we can, you know, if you're making a prediction right now, you're guessing more than anything because these guys haven't even really taken the field to start this competition at this point. I would be remiss if I didn't congratulate uh, Von Bell, Sam Hubbard, Eli Apple, Isaiah Prince, and the Cincinnati Bengals, and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow still claims Ohio State. Of course, he claims LSU, but he claims Ohio State as well. So congratulations to the Bengals. How else would he know to play in the, how to play in the cold like that? He didn't develop exactly. that in LSU. He's uh, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's now what is his record now? Eight and zero in games like you know thirty or below. Crazy. Um, well, thank you. I know, I know. And, and you have more, you have more gear to pick up as well. I know. I'll come get it. I know. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened to your Rams this year. You guys were just, usually it's the Super Bowl loser that has the hangover. You guys partied whole, so hard that the hangover went to the winner. That's a uh, whole different, uh, podcast we can do sometimes. <laughs> Who day? Who day? Go Bucks. Um, go Patrick Murphy. Watch his podcast, Bucknuts Happy Hour. He drops it every week. It's good stuff. Um, appreciate Patrick joining me here on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Appreciate all of you for joining me. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.